Hey, Jason Rice here with Lot Party. Again, as an intro to Lot Party, if you've ever worked at a dealership, you know what a Lot Party is. You go out on the physical lot, move cars around, spice up the lot. Maybe you got snow to clean up, but you get everybody on the crew to, to stir up that inventory and hopefully maybe uh, get some more exposure and drive some traffic. So that's what this show is about, but it's about your virtual lot. What do we got to do to stir up that virtual lot to start driving traffic? Now, last week, this is a two-part series on recon turnaround time because it's so crucial and so important that I think this is the biggest area that dealership misses. On. I work with so many dealerships, we get that turn going 10, 12 times, but they want to get to 15 or 17 turns and move some volume, but we can't get there because of their turnaround time. It takes 10, 14 days for these cars to get on the lot, and that pushes cars to bleed through the middle bucket, and then if we don't sell them between 30 and 60, they bleed through to 60 plus. And those, that's what's keeping those dealerships from that true velocity, turning more cars with the dollars that you have. And so last week we talked to Dennis McGinn from Rapid Recon, talking about how there's systems and tools out there to help dealerships improve that, but mostly about the numbers. What is it really, how does it benefit a dealership to go from, you know, 10 days down to seven days? And just a quick example of that, you know, go check out episode six of that Rapid Recon interview. But if you just shaved off three days, you go from 10 to seven days and your turnaround time in a month. You times that three days by 12 months in a year, that's 36 extra days in a year that you've turned your cars faster. That's over an extra month of sales. So if you average 100 cars a month at two grand front and back a copy, that's a lot of money you're leaving at the table. And if you don't think you can accomplish three days, cut that in half. And there's still hundred grand. There's still a ton of money left over on the table that if you can get that inventory turning faster. So what we're going to take today's show, I'm going to interview Jason Yates. He's the service director from this Hudson Group, and the reason why I want to talk to him because he's he's behind the scenes. He's scraping his knuckles to help the used car manager, the store, the general sales manager to turn that inventory around. So he's the guy that's orchestrating all this that's going on. I want to get his feedback of what they did to shave their time down, what kind of staffing they have, what do they do to, to shave more time off their, their day, some hints of uh, what what would be the best practices out the gate to do, and maybe what's some of the holdup, what's the biggest challenges that some dealers will have and what did they do about it. And I believe when, he, when you hear is you know they're under five days they're usually around four days turnaround time and we're talking 150 plus size inventory and used cars not including their new and he's responsible for that too so you're gonna have a great interview with jason i'll I'll cut it off here and at the end i'll wrap it up and we'll give you a quick tip of the month or of the week Uh, so enjoy this interview with jason All right. Hey, Jason Rice here. We're going to be interviewing Jason Yates. He's the service director for the Hudson Auto Group. And we want to do is a deeper dive on the back end of the turnaround time. You know, as a manager, we want to make sure the turnaround time is running smoothly. We assume that everybody could do their job and get it done in three to five days. But there's a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that, you know, a lot of used car managers, used car directors, GMs, might not realize goes on in the back end that makes it the biggest struggle. So, Jason, give me a little bit of your background. How long you been in the automotive world, and you know how long you been with the group there? Uh, started in the automotive business in 1991 with a Hyundai store. Uh, been with Nissan since 1994. Uh, been with the Hudson Automotive Group now, uh, going on eight months. Okay. 
And I know we were focusing on kind of one of the stores, the Hudson Nissan store. Tell me, uh, let everybody know, how many new and used cars are typically going a month at those stores? Um, uh, typically on the new side, we sell about 140 uh, to 150 a month. And on the yeah. used side, between 130 to 140. Now, how much you carry to do that? Because, again, that's your job is not so much what they sell, but the whole inventory, getting the whole inventory in and out. What's the inventory levels there? Uh, off the top of your head, do you know, are we carrying two, 300 at those lots, new and used? or? Uh, one, we usually carry one, 150 to 160 used okay. and probably have 130 to 240 new on the ground. Now, last week I interviewed uh, Dennis McGinn from Rapid Recon. I know you guys use Rapid Recon. And with that data, you know, what's maybe your average turnaround time for used cars at, at your dealership right now? Last month was our best month to date. Uh, it was 4.1 days. Wow. Um, when I started with the group back in June of last year, uh, I believe the average time, uh, turnaround time was about nine days. Mm -hmm. So we started a bunch of different processes and, and assembled a, a complete recon team, uh, starting with an advisor. Uh, I added a parts guy, um, four technicians. Uh, so everybody over there has a, has a role and know how important it is to get the cars in and out and, and on the front line and quick as possible. Obviously on new cars you got to do the PDI, get the car ready, but then are you also responsible to help them turn around getting it um, photoed and everything too on new? Yes, I am. Uh, I just, uh, starting this month, we went to a uh, PDI tech that does nothing but the PDIs. Okay. And the turn time on that now is, is uh, grown tremendously I should say so because you don't have parts holds and everything body shop stuff like that PDI it photo it get it on you know deep or clean it and get it on photoed right so turnaround time is pretty quick on those so of that um, 150 160 used um, you got four techs working on those or was one of the techs moved to PDI we have four techs dedicated to just recon just used or both new and used just uh, just yeah four just for used and one for new PDIs. Right, so, so we have five. Five total. We okay. have them in a separate facility right across the street from us. So. Okay. How many detail guys do you guys run with? We have three full-time detailers uh, and then four uh, regular car washers that do new car deliveries and all the PDIs. Okay. So your detail guys are they handling the um, any other delivery that they're not handling that they're just detailing the cars, getting them ready for the lot, right? Yes, sir. All right, so they're not distracted with a, hey, we got a delivery, can you get this done, and pulling away from the turnaround time, right? No, they're, they're, their sole responsibility is used car uh, details, getting ready for front line. Nice. So so what is your biggest holdup now that you got four days? Like, so most dealers, they'll try to say, oh, we got seven, ten days. Most really, in reality, they're not tracking it and probably run 10 to 14 days a lot of times. One of the things we talked about last week is the dollars behind the benefit of turning them faster. An example I'd give is if they went from 10 days down to seven days, if they just three days faster in a month, um, you times that by 12 months in a year, that's 36 extra days you're moving your inventory faster, and that's almost another month of selling. Well, it's more than another month of selling. So if a dealer sells 100 cars a month in a year, just by shaving three days, you sell an extra 100 cars, 
and you know you times that by two grand a car front and back uh, that's a lot of money sitting at the table so worst case scenario even if they cut that or only did half of that and cut it in a day and a half or even just a day that's still a lot of money left on the table so you set up a lot of processes um, what was the key one I mean if, if, if a dealer is trying to get from 10 to 7 or 7 to 5 like you've done um, what would you say would be the biggest area to focus on to start that out uh, accountability okay everybody in our recount team has a role they have a, uh, a job and they know what's expected of them okay so when that when that vehicle is moved throughout the process in, in rapid recon when it goes in a particular bucket that's someone's responsibility all right and so they answer so, to rapid recon and yourself then Exactly. We have a meeting every every evening at 5:30. Uh, the GSM, the used car manager, the service manager, and the whole recon team is present, right. and we go through each individual bucket and we discuss each and every single car. If there's one that's that's falling outside our parameters, we find out what happened, why this was taking extra time, and how we can prevent that from happening on the next one. Yes. So it's it's really a team effort. Um, and and. Where I came from in Florida, I was over four stores. We sold about 250 used cars a month, and I tried to do all this on my, what Rapid Recon does on my own, and it was, uh, I don't know how I did it without this. Yeah, yeah, and I know, I mean, I talked to Dennis last week, I said it's not so much to promote your tool, but obviously your solution. There's probably others out there, I know Viato can do a little of it, I've seen Excel spreadsheets doing it, but to try to wrap your hands around it and the accountability part, you know, I know with Rabbit Recon, it'll text a person when they got a car in their bucket, they got to clock that car out. And especially if you're doing uh, daily reviews and they've got an answer to their problems, um, they're going to be on top of it. So you have detailers, uh, recon, they answer to you, right? And then you're working with the GSM and or the used car man or the used car manager, I guess the used car manager, you work as a team and answering to the general sales manager. How's that? Uh, roll out. Yeah, you know, we basically all, all work together on this project. I mean, it, it starts from the minute that the, the vehicle gets stocked in inventory or if it's uh, delivered from from being purchased. Uh, you know, everybody has a role as soon as that car hits the ground. Um, and without everybody working together, it wouldn't be as, as seamless as it, is, as it is here. But, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, it's all accountability is, is what it falls down. Accountability and processes. So one of the side notes, and it, I just it just dawned on me, you know, I got spoiled. The dealerships that I worked at actually had a uh, a machine that would wash the cars, and um, but I go into a lot of dealers, and it's a hose and a bucket, and you know, guys are cleaning up that way, and I'm seeing a lot of that more than machine. Do you guys have a car wash that you're pushing these cars through, expediting them quicker, or are you guys kind of hand washing those things? We do. No, we've got a uh, we've got a drive through uh, automatic car wash. And we have four detail bays that uh, that are utilized just for used car details. Mm-hmm. And now the one of the things that I think about as dealers pulling cars around a detail, uh, one of the examples I give, especially somebody doesn't have a wrapper recount, I want you to answer this, but um, you know, a porter might see, might pull in in the morning and he's got two cars sitting there, or a detail guy, and see two cars sitting there. And they remember, well, that one came last night and that one just pulled around. So they usually would tend to pull the one that came in last night because it was there first. But what we try to train the dealers to get those guys to understand is they got to understand how old those cars are. Because that car that pulled around yesterday might be two days old. And the one that just pulled up this morning might be 14 days old. So they need to be going after that 14-day-old car. And I guess something like Rapid Recon expedites that for you or they'll know which cars to go after. Absolutely. 
Cool. Everybody has uh, rapid recon at the touch of their fingertips on their mobile device, so uh, they're constantly checking it. They get an alert when a car gets put in their bucket. Um, it shows the total days that car has been in the recon process, mm -hmm. and we manage it like that. The oldest car is the first to get out. Awesome. So then your role when you come in as a – now, you said accountability would be the major one, so having a service director looking over all this stuff is, is crucial because you got so many parts moving, and not just parts, but body shot. I mean, you got so many departments you got to manage. Uh, what's kind of the first thing you do in the morning? What, what's your steps of the day? Well, first we come in and, and we go through the trades from yesterday or any purchase cars that were dropped off. Mm -hmm. And we do that with our uh, used car manager, general sales manager, uh, general manager, service manager, uh, and the, um, the recon advisor. Um, okay. We do that trade walk every single morning. And anything that's new that, that's, coming, that's recently coming into inventory, that's when the RO is generated and uh, the process starts. So this is a, a every morning occurrence that happens. Cool. So as you guys are doing that trade walk, I'm assuming maybe the guy that appraised the car or somebody would go over, hey, service manager, here's a, what I think the car needs, this, 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 and this. And I'm running, do you guys run through, hey, I figured 1,200 recon tires, brakes, and the service guy would kind of glance it over, yeah, but, you know, we won't know until we lift it up. I mean, what are those steps or what are those conversations as you do that? Well, well, well normally, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of walk around and, and do a quick visual on, the, on the, the body and the interior. Once, once that's completed, the R is generated, we dispatch it to one of the four recontacts, and then that's when the, the, the process starts as far as anything the vehicle needs, any kind of estimates. Um, they have a certain cap where they don't have to get any kind of approval. Okay, good. Uh, so we, we leave that up to them a little bit as far as, um, you know, them having a little bit of leeway is, is not, you know, waiting on okays, and it just speeds the process up a lot. But... If there's anything, you know, say over a thousand dollars that needs to be done, um, then it goes through the used car manager uh, as far and as well as GSM. And if there's any any doubt that we could keep this car, then you know we'll all get together and say, hey, does it make sense to put this much money in this car, mm -hmm. or does it make sense to send it to the auction? Which I hate, you know, I, I want everything to stay here, yeah. of course. So, you know, we'll put our heads together and, and, and we'll all try to work out a solution where it benefits every department. Okay. And then who, and, and I'm just, again, imagine those conversations and questions dealers might have. Who, obviously, who's the ultimate decision maker on that? I think the, the way into that, that recon uh, person, you know, them saying, I could fix this, this, and this, and it's going to cost, you know, 1800 bucks. I don't know if I'd put that money in it. I guess another question is, okay, if you fix that, what else could be down the road? And they say, well, this could happen, this could happen. And then I guess who is, how much weight does that hold, obviously? And then who's pulling that trigger? Is it the used car manager yourself, or who's who's making that decision? Well, make? actually, it's uh, usually me and uh, our GSM will get together and make that decision. Um, the used car manager... Um, is involved as well, uh, but the GSM pretty much has the final say as to whether we're going to keep that car, recon it, uh, what price we're going to uh, do it for, um, you know, which we work really well together to, to get that done because every car that leaves the premise going uh, to an auction is money that, that, that we're all losing. So Now, those, you guys running store hours, you know, 8 or 9 to 7, 8 o'clock at night, are those 
detailed people. Obviously, you know, again, where I came from and what we've done, we've had detailed people are, you know, clean up for deliveries, but the detailed people sometimes are working shop hours. Do you guys work shop hours? Are they there, the detailed people and the recon people there, you know, the store hours, not the shop hours? Yeah, we're, we're shop hours from 7 to 6. Okay. And then uh, also on Saturdays, 8 to 4. All right. So, because I also had some dealers that were pretty smart, and they happened to have a security guy that they hired at night to, you know, patrol the perimeters, and they realized, you know what? This guy, majority of times, is sitting there reading a book and, and keeping an eye on the cameras and this and that. And they actually had that guy, part of his job description at night, turned into a photographer and saying, hey, as you're just sitting here all night, take some pictures of cars. And they, they had their uh, turnaround time down to a little under, I think it was 3.78 last time I seen it. And they're running 150, 200 cars. And that was one of those big steps is taking that night guy um, and, and, and making those photos done. And I know that it's something you guys aren't doing, but I was kind of drawn back by that, and I thought that was a pretty pretty smart move because uh, he was already there anyways. Wow. What is the biggest obstacle, would you say? You know, if that used car manager, come on, we, we're at five days, we should be down to three days, and, you know, you can say step back and go, yeah, but you don't realize this, this, and this. What what are some of those holdups that really tie things up? The biggest obstacle we, we run into is when it needs any kind of paint or body repair. Because we don't have an on-site collision or, or body shop here, so we've got three or four different uh, facilities we send them to, and, you know, the turnaround time at those facilities is uh, <laughs> is pretty difficult. Yeah. So how do you dictate who gets them? Is it whoever can get it in fastest and turn it around or whoever specializes and, you know, does a better job at that particular item? I mean, how do you expedite or pick out the body? Whoever, whoever can turn the job around the quickest. Um, ones we used are all about the same price, so it's really not a price issue. It's just how quick can you get this back to me? Okay. And then internally on the lot, what's some of the holdups? Let's assume somebody has an internal body shop, but, you know, uh, parts holds, obviously recalls. I mean, what's that, you know, one excuse you would say that you're given pretty much a lot of time other than body shop that might hold some of these things up? Uh, it used to be parts hold um, until I hired a, a guy just that he works down at the recon center and, and his sole uh, responsibility is his parts so nice. that's what really sped our uh, our turnaround time okay um up. you know we, we dropped almost two days once he got started wow. and started uh, taking responsibility of that of that role so that, what was happening okay. before is our our parts our regular parts department was so bogged down that they would they would sit on that ticket all day long before they would price anything or, or find out any kind of availability or order anything. So, um, you know, that was probably the best move we made was putting that parts guy in there um, in, in that recon facility. So he's right there beside those guys. Okay. So that's an added layer that you've added there. But you would say it's well worth that expense then with that turnaround time and everything? Absolutely. So that's another good take because, again, that's some of that internal stuff behind the scenes that, you know, how do we shave, you say, a couple days off. It could be just a dedicated parts person that can do the running, do the pricing, and everything to expedite that a lot quicker, huh? Right. And we also have a dedicated uh, porter lot attendant just for recon as well that does all the shuffling of, okay. of vehicles, all site, recalls, other dealers collision centers so we have we have a pretty good support staff we've 
got a pretty special group back there. And this, I guess, another question, because I know I ran into it when I ran an independent lot. We, we, we had to put even service out to other people. Uh, do those companies, and this is some of those things where how much accountability can I make that other company is, do they provide the transportation, or is that up to you to get it to them? Or because you do so much business, they, they come and pick it up and bring it back? Or And I know some I, of the I, oh, Go ahead. I wish. No. Uh, we, we've got to do most of all the legwork. Now, our guys would that actually have their crew bring it coming back and forth, but we would run into a hold where it's like, come on, you know, this car's been sitting here three hours. Where's your guy? Well, he got tied up, so we would just go run it ourselves real quick. But, you know, there are that abilities to maybe help have those, make those people accountable. As much business that you take, do you think that's an avenue that you could open up is having them as much business as you provide them be able to shave some of that time down? Or yeah, that's so? I think that's something that we could uh, that we could probably do better on as mm-hmm. far as uh, getting getting our, all of our vendors to start helping us out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you know, all of our parts vendors are, are really good about delivering uh, really quickly, so they deliver right to the recon center. Um, of course, Nissan stuff is is comes through our main parts department, but that's you know we're on next day stock order with Nissan, so that's normally not a hold up. Yeah. Uh, so the, the parts. Uh, there's really not many parts issues, which is usually your number one issue. Yeah, yeah. So we got to wrap up here. We got a minute left, but you would say in order to get things turned around, one is going to be accountability. Two, I would say personnel. Go ahead and maybe step up and spend a little bit extra on that uh, on that parts guy or added detail person or added recon person that's dedicated to just the turnaround of, of reconning cars and not just you know customers. Um, and then, you know, again, working a little bit better with your vendors. Is there anything else that you'd want to add real quick to any of those things? I think process. Uh, you know, you, you've got to have processes in place. Um, you know, like we have a daily recon meeting. We have a trade walk every morning. Everybody knows what their role is. Everybody knows how important uh, it is to get this car on the front line as quick as possible. Um, I think that's, you know, just accountability and, and people and processes is, is the three main Build the process, get your people, get the accountability, and then once you do that, you'll find holes and be able to start fine-tuning it down to get to the numbers that you Absolutely. guys Absolutely. You guys are doing a great job. I appreciate the time. Um, thank you uh, for taking some time out of your afternoon. I know you're busy. And, again, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Okay, sounds great, Jason. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Hey, that was a great interview with Jason this week. And again, he dug deep into what it really takes. And it's a, that's a lot that, he, they, that they do between staffing and accountability and the meetings that they do every week. It's just amazing what they do to get that stuff turned around. But those are things, maybe you grab one or two ideas that you can apply to your store today to help grind that turnaround time because you can grind an extra day off even. You're going to be able to see huge results. So that wraps up this show. I'm going to give you a quick tip at the end of this show here, and we'll see you next week on Lot Party. Thanks. Hi, Jason Rice with Lot Pop. I want to go over what we do to help dealerships improve new car operations. A lot of dealerships out there are running a set it and forget it pricing strategy on their new cars. And what I mean by that, there's a lot of cool software out there that allow you to put a pricing strategy in down to year, make, model, even trim, and sometimes even color and say, hey, I want invoice minus rebate or 200 under invoice minus rebate on these particular cars, and they push it out. But then from there, it's kind of a set it, forget it. And we've actually going away against the grain on that kind of strategy. 
we focus on dealers that use the Conquest tool with V-Auto. And what we do is in, in three-fold areas. We treat it like used car inventory. One fold is we're going to do a weekly review call. And with that weekly review call, we're going to analyze that inventory. And actually, prior to the meeting, we're pulling the data out of V-Auto, pulling the inventory, and we're going to slice and dice it 10 different ways. We're looking at cars that have a higher day supply than the overall high competitive set, cars we didn't price change in a while. We're also looking at cars to make sure that they're flat priced. Instead of after rebates, invoice after rebates, that price being $24,172, we are rounding that down to 24 even. So we hit that 24 grand bucket on AutoTrader to get our SRPs and our VDPs up on that vehicle. So we're shifting that inventory, not just a invoice minus rebate price point, we're going to flat price those. And then again, we're going to look at inventory that we haven't touched in three or four weeks, looking at cars that are underperforming in the market, looking at cars with larger competitive sets. The next part of that meeting is actually analyzing trends. Wapop is going to go and pull all this data from all different systems, from autotradercars.com, from your V-Auto, and we're going to grab all this data and trend it out. So week after week, we're going to be able to see if... Um, 2015 F-150s, if there's been an increase in the market uh, day supply, if there's been an increase in our market day supply, if there's a more volume coming in or less volume being sold, we're actually trending those data out down by the year make model and be able to analyze what cars that we need to attack during that meeting call. So that's the second fold is the trend report that we do. The third thing is that we're going to do a virtual lot walk. We encourage you, you're going to have to do photos and we have to do very compelling descriptions on those cars. You're going to have to do that as a dealer. And what we're going to do is make sure that those cars are what they intend to be out there. If they have photos of sunroofs and navs, we're going to make sure that's in the description. Or if it's in the description, we're going to make sure we have photos of those. That right there will increase your SRPs and VDPs. So as a recap, we're going to do a virtual lot walk, put your, our stamp of approval that your cars are standing tall in line. Two, we're going to pull out a bunch of trending data. So weekly, we're going to be able to know where to attack your inventory so we don't wait till the end of the month and scratch our head and wonder what happened. And three, we do that weekly review call, attack that inventory together, watch those trends. And that right there, we've seen dealerships having 20, 30% increase in volume in their new car inventory. If you have any questions or concerns, call me at 844-LOTPOP4, email me at jrice at lotpop.com, or check out my weekly videos at increaseturn.com. Thanks.